Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast for our books to young kids. Today I'll be reading Disney and Pixar's Onward. This book was requested to me by five-year-old Presley and two-year-old Hendrix. Thank you so much for requesting this book, and I hope you enjoy the story. Okay, here we are on page one. Once, long ago, the world was filled with adventure and magic, from mighty quests to everyday life. Wizards used magic for the good of all. But learning to cast spells was challenging. Modern technology offered an easier option, so as time went on, magic faded away. For Ian Lightfoot, a shy teenage elf, life was far from the epic adventures of the past. Meanwhile, Ian's brash big brother Barley was obsessed with magic in the days of old. He spent hours playing the game Quests of Yore and protecting New Mushroomton's ancient relics. In the days of old, a boy of 16 would have strength tested in the swamps of despair. I'm not testing anything, just let me go. On his 16th birthday, Ian found himself thinking about his dad. Sadly, he'd never met his late father. He wished he could be more like him, bold and confident. As Ian mended his dad's old sweatshirt, his mom, Laura Lightfoot, shared something that she knew would cheer him up. It's a gift from your dad. The gift was actually for Ian and Barley. Inside the package was real wizard stuff, a rare phoenix gem, and the visitation spell written by their dad. I don't believe this. The spell brings him back? For one whole day, Dad will be back! Barley placed the gem on the staff and recited the spell. Only once is all we get. Grant me this rebirth. Till tomorrow's sun has set one day to walk the earth. Suddenly, nothing. Barley tried again and again, but it was no use. Later, alone in his room, Ian softly read the spell out loud. The phoenix gem glowed and the staff began to shake. Ian grabbed it and a beam of light shot out. Barley walked in just as a pair of shoes appeared in the light. Then socks! Barley tried to help Ian. Barley, no! Then the gem exploded. Ah! When the smoke cleared, Ian and Barley saw a pair of legs. It was their dad, but only his bottom half. Barley explained that they had only had 24 hours to find another phoenix gem and conjure the rest of dad, or they would lose their chance with him forever. We'll start at the place where all quests begin, the Manicor's Tavern. The trio piled into Barley's old van, Guinevere. Ian was already making a list of all the things he would do when he finally met his father. Meanwhile, Barley handed Ian his Quest of Your Player's Guide so he could practice new spells on the drive up to the tavern. Whatever it takes, I'm gonna meet my dad. The once fearless manticore was now just a humble store manager, and her scary tavern had become a themed family restaurant. She did have a map to the Phoenix Gem, but she refused to give it up. It was too big of a risk. She could lose her tavern if something went wrong. Nervous but determined, Ian reminded the manticore that she used to take risks. The manticore realized that Ian was right. He used to be dangerous and wild. What have I become? The manticore spread her wings in blue fire. The phoenix gem map slipped through the manticore's fingers and the flames destroyed it. Ian spotted a wooden beam falling towards Dad and tr- tried the levitation spell. Aloft, Enivar! The beam stopped in midair. Barley grabbed Dad and escaped the burning tavern just in time. Luckily, the tavern's kids' menu had clues to the location of the phoenix gem printed on it. All they had to do was drive to a mountain called Raven's Point. Ian said that they should take their expressway to get there faster, but Barley wanted to take the path of peril. Mmm, the expressway is a little too obvious. On a quest, the clear path is never the right one. Ian didn't want to waste any time they had with Dad, so Barley reluctantly agreed to go his way. Before long, Barley's van Guinevere ran out of gas. Ian tried using the growth spell on Barley's near-empty gas tank. Magnora Gonten. I don't know how to pronounce the spells, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> the can started to grow, but Barley kept giving pointers and Ian lost focus. 
The growth spell backfired. A tiny barley looked up at Ian. Well, looks like you shrunk me, Ian. The effect would eventually wear off, but until then they had to find the nearest gas station. As Ian paid for the gas, a pack of tough talking spear sprites in leather jackets roared in on motorcycles. Barley accidentally insulted the sprites, and Ian had to get them out of there fast. But because Barley was still tiny, he had to teach Ian how to drive the van. I'm not ready! You'll never be ready! Merge! Ian slammed his foot down on the gas pedal, and with his brother's help, got them back on the expressway. The sprites chased them, but Ian swerved and across several lanes of heavy tra traffic, finally getting away. Spotting Ian's terrible driving, some police officers in a squad car pulled them over. Ian cast a disguise belt to make him look and make him and Barley look like their mother's boyfriend, Officer Colt Bronco. As long as you don't tell a lie, the spell will be fine. They were about to get away when one of the officers commented that Barley was a real screw-up. Ian stood up for his brother, but poof, Colt's leg disappeared, revealing, that, revealing Ian's. The boys escaped before the disguise dissolved fully, but Barley was clearly upset. Barley, I don't know what happened back there, but I don't think you're a screw-up. But Barley knew that magic didn't lie. The brothers argued until they noticed Dad dancing to the vibration of the music playing in the van. Dad shuffled and shimmied his way over and got the boys to dance along, too. Even though their fight was over, Barley was still hurt. It's not fair for you to call me a screw-up if you don't give me a chance to get something right. Just do one thing my way. Ian finally understood and agreed to take Barley's path of peril. In the meantime, their mom teamed up with the Manticore to help Ian and Barley. The Manticore had forgotten to tell the boys that the Phoenix Gem was cursed. Only her sword, the Curse Crusher, could protect them. If we don't leave here with the sword, you boys are doomed. After driving all night along the path of peril, Ian and Barley stopped at the edge of a wide chasm with a drawbridge on either side. The only way across was for Ian to conjure an invisible truss bridge. With Barley's encouragement, Ian learned to trust his own ability and make it safely to the other side. While the boys celebrated, Barley spotted a statue of a raven. It was pointing towards more raven statues in the distance. Raven's point wasn't a mountain. They needed to follow where the ravens were pointing. Barley's path of peril had been the right path all along. Suddenly, the real officer Colt Bronco pulled up. You guys are in trouble, big time. Now you get in the vehicle. I'm escorting you home. Ian got behind the wheel of the van, but instead of following Colt, Ian slammed on the gas. He sped through the mountains with Colt right behind, joined by more cop cars. Ian turned down a narrow road and came to a dead end. Then Barley made a difficult decision. He pointed his beloved Guinevere at a pile of boulders, put a rock on her gas pedal, and jumped out of the way. The van soared through the air and slammed into the rocks, then flipped over and was covered in boulders. The road was completely boxed. She was just a beat-up old van. Come on, we gotta go. The ravens led Ian, Barley, and Dad to a river that flowed into a cave. Ian turned one of Barley's cheese puff snacks into a raft. Then he cast a velocity spell and they sped across the water. The river led the boys and their dad through the final gauntlet, a series of booby traps, including a tall silo that was filling with water. At the last moment, they worked together to open an escape hatch. Barley, Ian, and Dad scrambled out of the silo only to find themselves in the very last place that they expected to be. They were back in New Mushroom Tin. Ian's heart sank. They'd followed Barley's path of peril and ended up right back where they started. Their chance with Dad would soon be over. Ian lashed out at his brother. I can't believe this. You act like you know what you're doing, but you don't have a clue. In that. And that's because you are a screw-up. Ian led Dad towards the park, leaving Barley behind. Ian, wait. At the park, Ian sat next to his dad and pulled out a rumpled piece of paper. It was a list of things he wanted them to do together. But then he realized something. He'd already done everything on the list. 
Not with Dad, but with Barley. Barley had always been there for Ian. Now it was Ian's turn to be there for him. Back in the center of town, Barley noticed a hole at the top of the ancient fountain. A tile they had picked up at the last raven statue matched the hole perfectly. Barley slid the tile into place, and the secret panel opened. The phoenix gem was inside. But as Ian arrived, the red mist began pouring out of the fountain. It's a curse! The mist protected itself by transforming the nearby high school building into a concrete armor in the shape of a massive dragon. When the dragon flew towards the boys, Barley saw a dark shape swoop down from the sky. Barley recognized it first. It's the manicore! Ian squinted to get a better look. Mom? Their mom stood heroically on the manicore's back while the manicore held her cursed crusher sword. Their mom shouted down to them, It's okay, boys. Go see your father. Barley set the gem on the staff, and Ian repeated the visitation spell. The gem streamed its magic, and the rest of Dad started to appear. The manticore and their mom couldn't hold the dragon back any longer. Barley turned to distract it, but Ian stopped him. No, you go and say goodbye. I had someone who looked out for me, someone who pushed me even more than I ever thought I could be. I never had a dad, but I always had you. Ian grabbed the staff and raced off to battle the dragon, and mustering all that he had learned about magic, he cast the most difficult spell of all. The lightning blasted away the dragon's armor, leaving only a red mist of curse behind. Lara hurled the manticore's sword to Ian, and he plunged it into the mist, destroying the beast. Then, a bright light flashed. Ian crawled through the rubble to see what was happening. Finding a small opening in the debris, he peeked through. At the top of the hill stood Dad, laughing and talking with Barley. As the sun set over the horizon, Dad pulled Barley into his arms before slowly fading away. Barley climbed down the hill to help Ian from the rubble. He told his brother how proud their dad was of the person Ian had become. Ian was touched. Well, I owe an awful lot of that to you. Barley smiled. He kind of said that too. Oh, and he told me he wanted me to give you this. Barley wrapped his arms around Ian, pulling him into a big hug. From that day forward, Ian and Barley's lives were much more magical than ever. Barley got a new van named Guinevere II, and the two brothers de debated which path to take on their next quest. Barley wanted to take something called the Trail of Terror, but Ian had another idea. On a quest, the clear path is never the right one. Powered by Ian's magic, Guinevere II rose off the pavement, flew towards the horizon, and carried the brothers onward into their next adventure. Yeehaw! The end. that was Disney and Pixar's Onward. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Again, thank you so much to 5-year-old Presley and 2-year-old Hendrix for requesting this book. It sure is a fun story. If you'd like to choose the next book to be read on the Gumdrop Readers podcast, you can send me an email, including your name, your age, and your book request. Ask an adult to help you send your email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Again, the podcast email is gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Gumdrop Readers Instagram page where I post crafts, games, and more. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you next time.